this is Radio Health Journal. I'm Reed Pence. It's called Lewy Body Dementia, suffered by about 1.4 million Americans, or 20% of people with dementia. She had these sculptures in her living room, and she thought the sculptures were moving and doing bizarre things. And she would call me over and say, don't you see that happening? And I didn't. Doctors had little to say about Sylvia's condition, and what they did say wasn't very helpful. When Radio Health Journal returns. I'm Nancy Benson, host of Radio Health Journal. If you enjoy Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show. Here's a preview of what they're covering on Viewpoints this week. This week on Viewpoints. In many cities, the main way illegal immigrants are paid or often underpaid is through cash. The curse of cash, how large denomination bills aid crime and tax evasion and constrain monetary policy. Then, Losing this legacy and coming out on the other side of it has been very freeing. What happens if you start with a fortune and watch it all crumble? I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in depth this week on your public affairs magazine. Listen to Viewpoints Viewpoints. on your favorite radio station, iTunes and Stitcher. Candy Shulman's mother, Sylvia Wexler, was in her late 80s when she started having trouble with a task she did every year, organizing a big holiday dinner. She couldn't get the guest list right, and she would forget names, and she would cross them out, and she wanted to get a count with it going to be 20, 21, 22, and she kept asking me to help her with the guest list, but she wasn't used to asking for help, so she got very frustrated and a little teary, and then what happened was she would rip up the paper and start again. That was unusual for her mother, but Shulman, a professor of writing at the New School in New York, figured it was simply part of natural aging. She wasn't too worried. After all, her mother was still driving and even golfing regularly. But then other things started going wrong. She did start hallucinating. She had these sculptures in her living room, and she thought the sculptures were moving and doing bizarre things. And she would call me over and say, don't you see that happening? And I didn't. She also had hallucinations where she thought people were trying to kill her and rob her, and she would call the police, she would call 911. Doctors had little to say about Sylvia's condition, and what they did say wasn't very helpful. She was misdiagnosed. You know, in the beginning it was, well, what do you expect at your age? Doctors would say to her, not the doctors that we return to necessarily. And then some doctors would say it was a normal aging process, and most doctors were befuddled. She was misdiagnosed with illnesses. No one ever diagnosed her with Alzheimer's because she didn't have an official diagnosis until about a year or two before she died. She was put on a lot of medications that can be harmful. Shulman figures that for about eight of the ten years before her mother's death, she was misdiagnosed. She clearly had dementia, but with hallucinations and jerky involuntary body movements that are not characteristic of Alzheimer's. One of the things that started happening was she started losing her balance before the jerky movements, and she would fall, and she would lose her balance. And actually, in the last two years of her life, she did get up and fall and break her hip, and she was never able to walk again. And the balance issue looks a little like Parkinson's, 
And that's why it's so hard to diagnose. So towards the end of her life, she would have these jerky motions with her hands. And sometimes we'd have to put mittens on her hands so she wouldn't scratch herself. That's the part I didn't know how to help her with, the balance, the jerky movements that were so upsetting. So she was being treated for the hallucinations as though she were schizophrenic, which she wasn't. There isn't a lot you can do. Mainly, you need to keep our loved ones safe from falling, but you can't always watch someone. Shulman's done a lot of research into those symptoms in conjunction with the book she's writing, titled Raising My Mother. Since Sylvia's death in 2009, Shulman has concluded that her mother suffered from the second most common form of dementia, suffered by about 1.4 million Americans, or 20% of people with dementia. It's called Lewy body dementia, spelled L-E-W-Y, after the pathologist who discovered the triggering changes in the brain. However, Lewy body dementia is really an umbrella term for two disorders. One is actually Parkinson's disease dementia, so dementia that occurs in the context of somebody who already has classic Parkinson's disease with the motor symptoms that you typically see with that, such as the tremor and the slowness of movement, stiffness of muscles. That's Dr. James Leverens, director of the Cleveland Clinic Lou Ruvo Center for Brain Health and chair of the Scientific Advisory Council for the Lewy Body Dementia Association. The other disorder underneath that umbrella is dementia with Lewy bodies. And these individuals, unlike the Parkinson's disease dementia patients, present with a cognitive or thinking problem. They may later develop motor symptoms of Parkinson's or some of the other non-motor complications of Parkinson's, but the big difference is they present with a cognitive impairment versus a motor impairment. Comedian Robin Williams was known to be depressed before his suicide in 2014, but since then, blame has been centered on Lewy body dementia. Williams' widow says he was being treated for early Parkinson's disease, and an autopsy confirmed the presence of Lewy bodies in his brain. Lewy bodies are a change we see in the brain. It's actually in the brain cells. It's an aggregation of protein that's called alpha-synuclein, and we see Lewy bodies both in Parkinson's disease, Parkinson's disease with dementia, and dementia with Lewy bodies. That's why we kind of put them under that umbrella term of Lewy body dementia. In Alzheimer's disease, there are different proteins that aggregate in the brain, amyloid and something called tau, T-A-U. So the protein that aggregates in Lewy bodies is a different protein, but it's very similar in that way. It tends to occur in different parts of the brain, say in Alzheimer's versus the Lewy body disorders, which explains why we see different kinds of symptoms in these disorders. However, those differences are often overlooked or may seem to doctors to be completely unconnected to what's mainly a cognitive problem. Leverin says as a result, Lewy body dementia is often misdiagnosed. Reportedly, the average patient spends a year and a half looking for a diagnosis, visiting at least three doctors along the way. We see dementia with Lewy bodies often diagnosed as Alzheimer's disease, and that's partly no fault necessarily of the doctors who are trying to make that diagnosis. Sometimes it just looks like a pure thinking problem, cognitive impairment problem, and therefore they don't see some of these characteristics such as hallucinations, seeing things that aren't real something called REM sleep disorder, where people act their dreams out at night. We don't see in Alzheimer's unless they have coexistence, so have both Alzheimer's and Lewy body changes in the brain. A little bit easier when it occurs in the context of Parkinson's disease, because these people generally clearly already have a motor disorder, 
and they're responding to therapy. We know they have Parkinson's disease. And in that context, about 80% of patients, if they live long enough, will develop dementia. Leverin says the cognitive deficits of Lewy body dementia may not be as severe as in Alzheimer's, but the additional symptoms can be extremely serious. Hallucinations are extremely common. They occur in about 70% of patients. They're often very vivid. They're visual. People will see children playing in their front yard or animals in the house, and they can be very vivid and very real looking. They are not always disturbing, and because the medications for treating them can have some significant side effects, if they're not disturbing, we often don't treat them. But if we have to, we use the medications that were originally developed for disorders like schizophrenia to try to suppress, and particularly the frequency, but also the emotional reaction to them. When Lewy body dementia is misdiagnosed as Alzheimer's and its hallucinations are treated as a completely separate case of psychosis or schizophrenia, doctors may treat with antipsychotics too quickly. It may be exactly the wrong treatment. The antipsychotics, which we use very judiciously in this patient population, can really aggravate the motor symptoms of Parkinson's disease that you see both in Parkinson's dementia as well as dementia with Lewy bodies. So people can be exquisitely sensitive to even low doses and have fairly severe reactions in terms of becoming very rigid. Some have to be hospitalized and have IVs or feeding tubes placed because they are so rigid and they can't really move. So we have to be very careful. Some of the medications are a little better tolerated than the others, but if we can avoid using them, we do. When we have to use them, we start at very low doses, and we're very careful to pick which ones we want to use. Yet another of the unique symptoms, REM sleep disorder, can also be disturbing. Typically what I'll ask a family member is, do they act their dreams out at night? That's the first clue to what's going on. And what happens for most of us during dream sleep is that we're essentially paralyzed. We don't really move much. We may talk a little bit in our sleep. Generally, we're not moving around much because of this sort of normal physiologic paralysis that happens during dream sleep. For some reason, in the Lewy body dementias, that paralysis, that lack of movement is released and people start acting their dreams out. And Often the spouse will say, well, actually, I had to move to a different room because they were hitting me at night or waking me up. They were moving so much. Occasionally, people will even fall out of bed, things like that. Leverin says those movements may be extremely violent. Once awakened, people often say they're being chased or we're chasing someone else. Medications may help, but if melatonin doesn't work, doctors may need to prescribe muscle relaxants, and those can promote drowsiness. For some patients, that's the last thing they need. Daytime sleepiness is yet another unique symptom of Lewy body dementia. I saw a patient yesterday with dementia with Lewy bodies. He sleeps about 17 hours a day. So he'll sleep a good 12 hours at night, get up to have breakfast, and then go right back to bed and sleep some more so that can see this, what we call hypersomnia, where people sleep many hours. Leverin says some medications that were originally developed for Alzheimer's disease have shown some positive effects for symptoms of Lewy body dementia. But like Alzheimer's, there's no real treatment for the disease itself. Caregiving can also be a lot like with Alzheimer's, only worse. There are some similarities in that you're talking about a change in a person's cognitive capacity to manage day-to-day activities. So the person who used to take care of the finances or who could be trusted to take a message or those sorts of things will change. And suddenly the caregiver finds themselves doing all of those things. What's a bit different in the Lewy body dementias is they have more of the 
psychiatric symptoms we mentioned, the hallucinations. They have motor symptoms. They can't move as well. They can look like they have Parkinson's because some of them do. There's sort of multiple parts of what make you functional, not just the thinking skills, but the motor skills and even some of the behavioral changes that can make it particularly difficult for caregivers. Leverin says scientists hope for more funding for research on this, the second most common form of dementia. You can find out much more information on Lewy Body Dementias at the association website lbda.org or through links on our website radiohealthjournal.net. You'll also find archives of our programs there as well as on iTunes and Stitcher. I'm Reed Pence. Support for Radio Health Journal comes from Flava Naturals, a recently launched brand of chocolate and cocoa powder with five to nine times the cocoa flavanol antioxidants of a typical dark chocolate bar. Levels shown to support brain function, heart health, and exercise performance. Flava bars come in six mouth-watering flavas. My favorite is espresso ground coffee. It's great right before we do a podcast. Flava Naturals chocolate is made from all natural ingredients and tastes just amazing. Go to flavanaturals.com for a 20% discount with code RHJ. That's F-L-A-V-A naturals.com. Expires 12-31-2018. Chocolate was your weakness. With Flava Naturals, it's your strength. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now, 800-568-1647. That's 800-568-1647. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-568-1647. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or injured at work, you have rights, and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good, they still stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-513-5981 That's 800-513-5981 What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it, you could junk it, or you can donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-835-1478. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. 
It doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It will be towed away for free, and you'll be supporting those that need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car, and as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now. Call 1-800-835-1478. Donating is easy, and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get a free vacation voucher for donating. Call now, 1-800-835-1478. That's 1-800-835-1478. Thank you for listening to Radio Health Journal, a production of MediaTracks Communications. If you enjoyed this week's show, please leave a review on iTunes or share it with a friend. You can find more Radio Health Journal stories about health, science, and technology on iTunes, Stitcher, and at RadioHealthJournal.net.